Welcome back to the podcast. Episode two features two teams that really make up one of the best rivalries the league has ever seen, Run TMC and Shocker City. We'll be taking a look back when those two teams faced off in the Winter 19 Finals in Connecticut in what was a culmination of the rivalry, really. A game that went into triple overtime between two teams really hungry for a title. Shocker City looking for their second championship. Run TMC looking for their first a four seed, really not supposed to have gotten that far uh, and was going to be missing some players in that finals after some things that went down in the semifinals when Run TMC took on the Flint Tropics. Despite all of that, a super physical game going back to watch this. We're going to break that all down. Despite everything I just said, Run TMC had a six-point lead with four to go in the fourth quarter. Two different times in the first overtime, Run TMC led by four points. And again, the overtimes are only two minutes long. So a four-point lead is a ton. Unable to seal the deal. A classic Reggie Stewart bank shot forced triple overtime where Shocker City would come out on top. Welcome to the Rewatchables. This is the Legacy League. Tell me what will your legacy be? My name's Joey Zacco. I'm joined by Greg Horn. Greg, how's it going, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to talk sports again. Uh, it's definitely hard, um, you know, just living this way. With, but, you know, we just got to make the adjustments just like these two teams did in this game. And, uh, yeah. you know, just keep pushing. Yeah, like I mentioned in the intro, Run TMC, Shocker City, Winner 19. The league was kind of really coming into its own. We had some powerhouse teams. These were two of them in a game that took a turn and was super physical. And if I had said that, showing you the, the lineups of those games, uh, you know, of those teams in this game, you would have thought Shocker City by 50 um, with the talent, the size. And despite that, like I mentioned, TMC made a huge run in the second half, had a lead in the fourth quarter, just unable to close it, some turnovers down the stretch. We'll get into all of that. What was your first, you know, big picture taken? And what jumped out when you went back to rewatch this game? Um, well, the first thing that kind of stood out to me was, like you said, how physical it was. I don't yeah. know if we've ever seen a game that physical. You know, I remember um, No Limit when they played the Chasers. Uh, the Chasers were very physical with them, and that was kind of a big reason they won. But No Limit didn't really, besides uh, besides Rail and Ron, somewhat Ronte, <laughs> they didn't really they didn't really have the physicality that the Chasers had. And these in this game, I mean, if I, I believe that was the game Eric missed. Yep. Even with without Eric, it's just the way this game was played. And I, what stood out to me was Greg Daniels and Cody DiLonardo. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, watching a game back, you know, I've never really watched games back before. And I'm watching this back, you kind of see things you don't realize. And if you, you look at the stats, you know, you see Reggie, Mike, Pratt, they kind of they didn't have their best game shooting-wise. That's what the stats say. But it was really the players, like I said, like a Cody, like a Paul, Mm -hmm. hit huge threes even Joey you before the Reggie Stewart game winner in the second overtime you hit the three to put make that a game excuse me game tying shot yeah so I just think what stood out to me most was there was so many superstars in this game you could list the great players that were in this game but it was players that are so crucial to a championship run that really stood out and it's the guys that you know can give you minutes and points off the bench even, even Tyler had to play a huge role in this yeah. finals so I think what kind of stood out to me was just the resilience and just the kind of poison strength you guys showed 
You mentioned me being in the game. We'll get to that in a second, which is not obviously <laughs> ideal. And then you were actually at the game and you were on, on the mic, which was awesome yep. to hear back uh, in that Facebook Live. Again, the link will be in the description of this podcast, wherever you're watching it, if you do want to go back and rewatch the entire game, because there is no sports right now. So why not go back and watch a classic uh, you know, championship game from the Legacy Leagues? But coming into that game, I knew I would have to play a lot, and we're going to break down that fourth quarter and all of the overtimes. You mentioned Tyler Feldman as well. Eric Langston missed this game after getting thrown out of the semifinal game and, and we'll go through the playoffs kind of to set up what was going on coming into this game. But, you know, coming into the game, it's, I've said this before, it's never ideal for me to be playing a lot in the finals. If that's the case, a couple different things must have happened. <laughs> Foul trouble was what happened in this one. But as well as that, we were missing players because of some of the stuff that happened in the round before. So not ideal again for, for Tyler Feldman. He would admit to that or myself to be playing in overtime, double overtime, triple overtime of a finals game. Um, really the kind of to set, to begin to set the stage before we go quarter by quarter, this rivalry, one of the first the league has seen that has been super, super competitive, always a playoff atmosphere when these two teams play. And a big part of that is myself and Chris Radzinski. And, um, you know, it's, it's nonstop. You know, I would love if my team had won this, it would have made this a little less painful. But going back to watch this and kind of, you know, knowing the outcome, but, but looking at the score and, like I mentioned, TMC making a huge run in the second half, that Eric Singleton three in front of the bench, like we're up six with four to go. Like so much has to go wrong and, and you know, or, or go right for Shocker City. Um, and it, it makes it very painful. It was, it's, a, it's a cruel form of torture to make me go back and rewatch this, but I made myself do it, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Greg, you're, you've seen many of these rivalry games. I think, mm -hmm. I think kind of touching on that, what stands out to you about this rivalry? Uh, I think the... Um... I think it's really the longevity. I think that, you know, we've seen a lot of rivalries come in this league, you know. We've seen No Limit and you guys maybe in the beginning kind of have a little bit of a rivalry, but it's there's really nothing like Shocker TMC because it's kind of like you said, you guys could both be the one seeds and every other team could be five and four and a game could literally not matter at the end of the season. But that game means more to you guys than even like – it's kind of like a rivalry like Michigan-Ohio State, uh -huh. Yankees-Red Sox, where you don't – you don't need to win it all. You don't need to make the playoffs. But at least that season, you have to beat your rival. You have to have that bragging rights. And in these games, like I said, in this in these finals, you got <clears throat> the best player probably in the league history, Mike Davis, three for 12 from three. That happens because the, the, the physicality and the pressure that just kind of gets put into this game. It's a game like no other. And the players that participate in this game – come out of it just better players because you're forced to elevate yourself to that standard of play or you're just going to be lost out there. Yeah, we saw it in the summer season, which followed this game um, where these teams faced off in the semifinals and another situation yep. where, you know, TMC really should have won that game. Uh, and, you know, despite all that, Shocker makes the plays and never give up attitude. And we saw that again, you know, in the winter 19 finals. Let's go back to that regular season matchup in the winter of 2019. It was Shocker City coming away in week five, 114 to 72. We're not gonna spend a ton, a ton of time on it, but Reggie Stewart was not there and Eric Langston was not there. So 
unfortunately didn't have that feel of the rivalry, but I think these two teams made up for it in the finals. That's for sure. We get to the playoffs. We talked about the top seed. We haven't mentioned the top seed. They're the Flint Tropics. They ran the table in the regular season. Uh, they finished off. I'm sorry. Uh, TMC took down the Chasers by two in the 4-5 matchup, knowing that would be a tough game. Um, TMC was just able to overcome Dom Langston and company. And then they take on the Flint Tropics. And I wrote it down here. It was a, you know, it was a very close game. Flint, you know, was going to win it. We talked about the Eric Langston ejection yep. uh, was huge. Even that happened in the second quarter. Even after that happened, TMC made a 26 to eight fourth quarter run in that semifinal game, really flipped the script with that smaller lineup that they would have to perfect in this finals game. Yep. They kind of shocked the Flint tropics and advanced to the finals, uh, winning that game 75, 65, it wouldn't be a podcast without Greg Horn and the Flint Tropics. So really quick on that game, what do you remember? A lot of pain. Uh, yeah. It's kind of one of those games where I just eh, – it never happened. But what I do remember is I think that – and I think Flint – I don't know if they don't up to it. I know that those guys. But they – it's kind of one of those games where obviously Flint went on to eventually win a championship in Legacy Leagues. And I think in a sense what you guys kind of taught them – is that it's not about who you're playing or who's out there playing. Eric, Eric Langston's out of the game. They right. think in their head, oh, this is over. We have the size advantage. We have Mike Mizzuto, Matt Sir. We're going to dominate. Correct. And it wasn't that. It's not about you have to go out there and treat everything the same way, and that's what you guys did, and it showed in the finals. You, Shocker City had, again, you could argue Shocker yep. City had five of the best players we've ever seen in this league. Yep. You guys went out there and showed them the attitude of doesn't matter who we're playing, we got a chance. And Shocker City was up huge in that second quarter and at halftime. We'll get there. Shocker City entering the playoffs as the two seed, eight and one. They took care of Team Moose, uh, the seven seed, very handedly. They then took care of Sportslook in the semifinals, who Sportslook was seven and two. So they had a really good season, but Shocker City made light work of them, 83-64. And then we get to the finals where, um, you know, again, triple overtime, two seed versus four seed, Shocker City, TMC. Let's start, you know, with the first quarter of this game before, again, we'll break down the game and then we'll get to some of those like awards we talked about and a new award, which is going to be super exciting. I think it might reinvigorate the, the Legacy League's Twitter. Uh, oh, um, so the first quarter game starts. Reggie's on Mike, which is an awesome matchup to watch throughout the game. Always, always. Um, and you, you could tell right away. TMC was very small. They actually start out with a breakaway dunk and I think up four, nothing yep. um, like shocker almost wasn't ready for their opponent to like be trying. Um, you know, they were like, all right, you know, they're kind of going to go through the motions, blow them out. And that's it. You could tell rebounding was a, was a problem early. And I was like, well, you know, it, it's, it's very noticeable. The offensive glass in the first quarter that shocker city dominated that mm -hmm. come to find out TMC actually won the rebounding battle 39, 38. So how, that was a huge part of the game flipping in the second half. That's for sure. Um, I'll finish up with a 25 to nine shocker city run over the last 622. So it was kind of close early and then huge run by shocker trying to put TMC away early, a 19 to five run over the last minute, five minutes after the game was tied 12, 12. And uh, I love Greg promoting, you know, Stucky's thoughts at halftime. I can't, you know, can't <laughs> wait. Couldn't wait to get to that. But 31-17 after the first quarter, uh, kind of going as we expected it to go, uh, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I have, I have a lot <laughs> I wrote down. Um, I think that that first quarter, you kind of saw Greg Daniels' impact. I think – I know this is the season before, but I'm, the, our previous season, Shocker obviously didn't win the championship, and I think they missed someone like Greg Daniels who doesn't need 20 shots to make an impact. He's just going to compl- not complain and go out there. Um, I think Eric – get Eric and Reggie kind of don't get enough respect for the job they do on Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying they lock Mike Davis down by any means, but it's kind of like a LeBron, LeBron thing where they do a damn well good job of just containing and not letting him just dominate. And I think that it's, it's evident and you can see that, like you said, you went on that 4-0 run and I think it kind of shocked Shocker City, mm-hmm. no pun intended. And it kind of just hit them like, whoa, like these guys are here to play. Like they didn't, they haven't given up. I think almost maybe they went into that game like, ah, oh, these guys just – they've already thrown in the towel. Like we'll take second place. We'll have the links, in excuse. And you guys kind of said no excuses. And then, you know, they started kind of doubling Reggie. And it just didn't matter because you guys were hitting shots. And I right. – again, watch this game. Paul Miramino, he had a – did he does his thing off the bench. I wish I hit a shot in the first quarter. I was like, I had good looks. Like, uh, I was like, hit one, man. But just to read over the, the p- players who played in this game. Okay. Oh, yeah. So run TMC. We talked about Reggie Stewart, Eric Singleton, Paul Mirmina, Cody DiLonardo, myself, and Tyler Feldman. That's it. That's a team that took Shocker City to three overtimes. Um, and Shocker City, like I talked about, Davon Pratt, Mike Davis, Greg Daniels, Danny Lopez, who had two threes. Deontay Washington, Jerry Washington, Jason Hernandez, and J.R. Wright. So really quick before we get to the second quarter, because there's actually not much in the second quarter, um, because it was all Shocker City. I think there's two players on TMC that I would take, and if if we were drafting teams, before the third player on TMC was drafted, if we were redrafting teams. Yeah. I think it's safe to say someone would take Davon, Mike Davis, Greg Daniels, Danny Lopez, both Washingtons, and maybe even Jason Hernandez over Cody DiLonardo or Paul Mirmina, right? So that's showing how deep, like there's seven players on Shocker City that would have been taken before the third player on Run TMC if we were to, you know, try to compare the town. So I think that really shows the uphill battle coming into this game. And we get to the second quarter, and the lead doesn't grow, but it doesn't really shrink. It's a 14-12 quarter for Shocker City. Um, It might have been for one TMC, actually. Yeah, TMC wins the quarter by two, cuts the lead to 12 at halftime. Danny Lopez taking threes, and I was kind of like, I don't know why he's doing that. They could just drive it and get a dunk every time. And so that was a little puzzling. Um, I don't recommend rewatching the second quarter. (laughs) <laughs> so even though this is a rewatchables podcast you can totally start right after halftime um much more fun to do that than have to struggle through that first half the lead was as large as 16 at 43 27 and everything was kind of going shocker city's way in that second quarter yeah i mean i think you at halftime i think everyone i remember was next to connor and stuff and i think everyone was like uh-oh like this might be uh-huh. it like this might kind of be the there's a point, and it's kind of like the Warriors when the Warriors were in their prime, and right when yep. they, you kind of saw it coming, then the third quarter would come around, they'd go on a run, and the game would all of a sudden be 40 points out of reach. And I think that's where we were at with Shocker City at this point. It was, it was on the verge of that happening. Yep. Where you blink and it's 25. You're like, well, mm-hmm. that, well that happened. Like, oh, that, right. that ballooned quick. In the third quarter, 
the opposite happens and it's very mm-hmm. like symbolic that TMC starts with the ball Reggie dribbles three times or four times and takes a pull-up three and hits it and you're like oh. so th- so this is what's going to happen in the second half and it, it kind of started things off right a 31-16 third quarter for run TMC a huge quarter to make it a three-point game TMC led after the third quarter so talk about the game going the other way run TMC needed that third quarter and I'm pretty sure this was the team that I remember saying throughout the season like the run's gonna come the run's gonna come and it it came perfectly against Flint we talked about that we talked about the Warriors doing that my run TMC team in the winter of 2019 had that where we'll play you even you know you might make some plays and we're kind of still trying to figure you out and then the run comes and and we do that to teams and you blink and now TMC's up 10, just like we did to Flint. And, and before you know it, like run TMC wins. And so it's kind of what happened in that third quarter. The pace really picked up a 7-2 run by run TMC to start the quarter. And Chris took a timeout. And in the third quarter, that's a huge timeout. I'm kind of mm-hmm. setting up the, the Chris Radzinski award, which, which we'll get there. It's only fitting he wins his own award. But takes a timeout early in the third quarter. And in Legacy Leagues, you only get two timeouts per half. So if this is a close game down the stretch, which it was kind of turning into at this point, you're going to want that timeout. And if you're the better team, you don't need a timeout to stop a run. You should be able to give it to Mike Davis or or Davon Pratt and let them stop the run themselves without taking a timeout. So kind of a big shift in momentum in this third quarter. Yeah, and also uh, Deontay Washington was late to this game. And I've I've always had this theory. I've always talked about it on the podcast – this, they had too many chefs in the kitchen. Deontay Washington showed up, and that mm-hmm. you guys were so much a better team. Like, forget the skills. Mm. We're, like you said, if we're drafting, Shocker's probably getting, like, seven of the top ten picks. Right. But, but it's guys, like, I always talk about how underrated Cody DiLeonardo is, and it's not because he's the greatest basketball player. It's because he knows exactly where to be in, in every single – every time he needs to be in the right position. It doesn't matter if it's a rebound, if it's a quick layup, it gets a little up and under. And the best thing I love, I love when this happens. Every time it's a new team or someone hasn't seen him or a new player, they always like to jump with him or they think he can't jump. <laughs> and then he'll come in and you'll be like, damn, like he's flying. And I'm, it's it's players like that where then you got like, like I'm watching this game, Jerry, amazing player, but he's just like driving on free dudes mm-hmm. and like, Deontay's taking fadeaway jumpers and like it's just kind of like where is the where, where's the want it's like for you guys it was like this is it this is live or die we gotta get this and right. for them it was kind of just they just didn't seem like they wanted it at that point right and uh we mentioned a huge third quarter so TMC enters the fourth quarter up three huge. and Reggie opens the quarter with another three so now it's yep. TMC by six kind of carrying that momentum into the fourth quarter, which is sometimes when it'll flip, you know, you take a minute off and I know it's, I mean, people who play sports know what I'm talking about, but when you take a timeout, kind of getting back in that rhythm, well, Reggie made sure that, you know, run TMC got back in that rhythm, puts him up six. TMC was up by five. Yeah. Five with five to go. And then Shocker City starts to press because they know it's about to get out of hand and they're not able to create offense on their own, which is insane. Um, this goes back to the coach over there for Shocker City. Like, it's not – I mean, I can, well, I can coach right now. It's like, here you go, Mike. You know, it's not a, it's not a mm-hmm. really hard strategy here. Um, but 
for whatever reason that wasn't happening and and that press by shocker city saved them so 69 64 with five to go and then run tmc got up by as many as six with less than four to go on an eric singleton three in front of the bench and really what stands out so we'll pick it back up at 72 66 run tmc eric langston's chirping you know he's not playing but he's making sure you know he's there we know he got off the bus today even though he's you know in street clothes yeah. not able to play uh that whole second half you didn't hear him at all the first half he was behaving <laughs> that whole second half he's over there running his mouth for reggie and eric and, and i think i don't i don't know if shocker was ready for tmc to make as many shots as they did um which was really the key um, after halftime, I'll let you jump in in one second. You really start to see how physical it gets in this fourth quarter, and especially all the overtimes. A lot of questionable calls, but that's not an excuse. But a lot of jump balls that I don't know how they called those. That begins <laughs> with TMC up six. Pratt gets fouled on a three, the next possession down. And it's Cody DiLonardo's fifth foul. So mm-hmm. we talk about foul trouble. Mm-hmm. It's Cody's fifth. Yep. I'm not sure if Pratt got fouled. I think he kind of just fell down, but they called it. Yep. So now Pratt goes to the line. TMC is not going to score again in the fourth quarter after that Eric Singleton three. So now it kind of begins where the press and all that stuff starts to bring Shocker back. They get a favorable call on a three. Yep. They make some free throws and they start to come back. Um, yeah. What'd you see during? Let's do that first. What'd you see during that TMC run and you know the the last five four minutes of the game? Uh, I think that was kind of uh, – I think Eric hitting that three kind of made you guys believe, all right, like we can do mm-hmm. this. This is, this is it. Like this, we, we got this. And then when Cody vows out, it yep. kind of just – uh, it, 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 it's one of those things where you guys were heating up. It's kind of like a kettle. Like you're heating the kettle up. And you guys were – it's the steam's coming out. It's ringing. That's where you guys were. And the press, I guess, like the, the press did work. But I think a lot of it, too, was in the end. It's, it's like you said, in the end, you would think someone on Shocker would just say, all right, got to get Mike the ball and just let Mike go. And they never did that. And even though you guys didn't score in all that time, it, it didn't end up mattering because Shocker City also couldn't take advantage of that opportunity. Yep. And it's like you said, it, it, it. I don't know if it was just everyone is trying to be the hero or – People just have egos, but Shocker City is a great team. They're a talented team. There's a reason both of you were here. And it was definitely weird to see, as someone who's been watching this league forever, a team that talented just kind of not be able to put the ball in the basket. Right. And when they needed to. Yep. Absolutely needed a basket. Um, so Pratt goes to the line. That was Cody's fifth foul. He didn't follow you out yet, oh, but he yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. And I know TMC – is now running with a lineup down the stretch of Paul Mermina, Cody DiLonardo, Reggie Stewart, and Eric Singleton. Yep. There wasn't many other options. So if that lineup didn't work, it was kind of like you shake their hand and you keep it moving. It was working, which is yep. the crazy part. It made it very easy for me over there to be like, all right, well, th- I mean, this is our best four that we have today. I mean, they played most of the fourth quarter anyway. So yep. I, there, there was no move for me to make. That was it. I mean, no matter how tired they got, like, we're, I mean, and I think that was part of it too. I think that they got tired. I think the press works when teams get tired. And I think TMC not having a ton of options, I think that played a role. Yep. 72 71, 
Mike Davis gets a tip in. TMC takes a timeout after getting like trapped right in front of the bench with 124 left and a one point lead. And then out of the timeout, I'll lose my mind. A turnover on the inbounds pass, which is crazy. So out of a timeout, though, you know, you're like, we're in it. Yep. I, I remember saying, like, we would take this. Like, if you told me an hour ago, a one point game with a minute and a half to go in a championship, and we don't have Eric Langston, I'm in. Let's yeah, press I'm play in, yeah. and go from there. Like, so, like, let's go. Like, we're in this. Like, it doesn't matter what happened before this. Turnover on the inbounds pass. Eric Singleton fouls Mike Davis on a loose ball. After they steal that inbounds pass, that helps to him fouling out, which stinks. So if you don't turn the ball over, Singleton doesn't pick up the foul. Yep. And a whole bunch of other things happen. Paul turns it over again on an inbounds pass, and then he fouls. Um, and they actually call it on Cody. And Cody fouls out right there. And that's when I come in um, at the end of the fourth. So, again, not ideal for <laughs> me to be in at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, but, again, questionable foul calls. If you don't turn it over, maybe some people don't foul out. Yep. On that foul, they shoot some free throws. Greg Daniels misses the first, makes the second. So, we are now all tied up at 72 with a minute and two seconds left. Reggie turns it over on the baseline, um, trying to throw it, like, on the press right after they score to Cody under Shocker's basket. Pratt gets a steal. And then um, they pull it out. It gets tipped. And I will never th – this – rewatching this, I forgot this part of the game happened. But I almost got, like, nervous again in the moment. So, you know, we have the ball in a tied game. Reggie turns it over. Now Shocker has the ball. They're going to run the clock out. And they get the ball to Mike. And because of the shift and the scramble, I'm guarding Mike Davis <laughs> in a tied game of a fourth quarter of a finals game. And, I mean, my face says it all in that moment. I'm like, ah, fuck. God, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, this is how it ends, really. Like, Mike's <laughs> going to score on me, and I'm going to lose because I'm somehow ending up guarding the best player the league has seen. Like, this is, like, cruel. Like, th yeah. like we blow a lead, don't even have Eric Langston. Like, they're going to tease me this. like this, and then it's going to end like this. I end up switching with Reggie, which is awesome, because they, they burn 35 seconds off yeah. the clock. So, while they're doing that, I mean – you can switch and they're not really going to go. So thank God. Thank you, Reggie, for not leaving me out to dry. Um, <laughs> Mike ends up missing, which we do have that clip and it'll be on Instagram. So they mm -hmm. had a chance to win. The three yep. like rattles in and falls yep. out. So that almost went in. And right it was the, it was the, the same buzzer. shot he hit against the Monstars. Same exact type right. of shot. Exactly. So got lucky there. Reggie gets a rebound. We have a timeout left with 0.5 seconds left. Half court heave goes awry and we're in overtime. So now – 72 all we're going to overtime we avoided a crisis it's two minutes none of that matters again again i would take that if you're going to tell me two minutes to go tie game shocker yep. city you hit a couple shots you win a championship like we're taking that um yeah let me just keep going let's 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 get to overtime we can always throw some Best part yeah so each team scores six points in the overtime to start overtime i put feldman in for me yeah. So right now it's Reggie, Eric Singleton, Paul Mirmina, Tyler Feldman, Cody Giannardo has fouled <laughs> out. They have Pratt, Deontay Washington, Mike Davis, and Greg Daniels. So again, those four are much bigger at every position yeah. and more talented, except for maybe Reggie and Eric, but size and a you know, two minute overtime more than likely is going to win. I remember thinking like if we can, I mean, just get a rebound and, and we need someone to at least like semi protect the rim. Like we can't just let them walk in and get dunked yeah. and win a championship. So we're going to put Tyler in and figure it out. And 
I was ready to come in to shoot free throws, but like that was the thinking and it kind of worked because the first possession Pratt drives at Feldman and misses and Feldman like protects yep. the run. I'm like, all right, Oh my God, I did this right. This is going to work. And then Reggie drives and gets fouled, makes both with a minute 34 left. So TMC back up by two Pratt misses twice because of Feldman. So the next possession down Feldman guarding the rim causes two misses and TMC gets the ball. There's a little scramble, but Reggie ends up driving and getting a layup with 109 left. So it's TMC by four, 76, 72, with a minute nine left in the first overtime. Greg Daniels gets fouled on the other end, misses the first free throw and makes the second, cutting the lead to three. The inbounds pass gets stolen. Pratt gets fouled by Paul Mirmina, and he splits the free throws as well. So now it's a two-point game. And this is where some of the stuff starts to go a little, a little crazy. TMC has the ball. They're trapping Reggie near half court. And they call a tie-up. And any time that – I mean, you knew kind of coming in, right, Greg? Any jump ball, I mean, like it, just give the ball to Shocker City. Yeah, like, That's fine. yeah, yeah. So for the refs to do what they did, and there was like a ton of traps that turned into jump balls. And not all of them were fouls. But like the ref was behind the play on some of these. Yeah, There's yeah. One in particular, I don't know if it was this one, where Mike is like – hugging Reggie to get a jump ball from behind and they call a jump ball. It's like, how, how do you know he didn't like hug him? <laughs> like the physicality really ramped up here. Mm-hmm. No, it's the, the physicality in this game is I think the bit, I think if anyone rewatches this, they'll just see like, wow, like these guys were just, this was some old school basketball. This mm-hmm. wasn't some new school. There was no, no flopping, nothing. This was legit. Like we're going at each other. And a lot of these guys know each other. And I've played with each other for a while, whether it's been in legacy leagues or in other ways. And I think that free throws were ended up coming down being huge in this one. I mean, if you look at Shocker City, they left two points on the board right there that they missed. And it, it, it just, it, again, there's vows for you guys. And then there's free throws for Shocker City, you know, going back and watching this. There's a lot of free throws that they missed. And I think another big takeaway for me is I, I just don't, the Washington brothers and the chasers were so much better than the Washington brothers and the Chalker city. It, it just, they just need to be the two guys. They need to be the, they need to be Kawhi and Paul George and then have the Clippers. They need to be 80 and LeBron. like they, they, this whole thing didn't fit. And you could just tell you guys were on so much more on the same page. Yeah. And crazy. Well, we're going to, we're going to get some missed free throws. Just stabbing me in the heart. Um, <laughs> Shocker wins the tip. We call the jump ball. Deontay Washington misses a floater, not being in rhythm. You said showing up late. And they follow Reggie, who's going up the sideline. So Reggie actually goes to the line and makes both, putting TMC up by four with 36.2 seconds left. So you're standing there, you're like, again, a lot has to go wrong for a shocker to win this game. A four-point deficit with 36 seconds left. Um, Deontay Washington followed by Singleton. Not sure he followed him, but from where the ref was standing, I think the lower hand, because it was a clean block up top, I think they called some body contact. Yeah. Singleton fouls out here in a four-point game. Mm-hmm. Deontay splits the free throws, but now the lineup is Reggie, Paul Mermina, Joey Zacco, and Tyler Feldman. So this is where that lineup starts. And the fact that this goes to three overtimes with that lineup being the last four people in the game was crazy. I thought about fouling myself out. So then, because then Eric and Reggie can't come out. 
mm-hmm. which is the only thing I think I regret. <laughs> because then those four, any foul would have been two shots and the ball, but you still have Eric and, and Reggie in, the, in game. the game. Yep. But it would have turned into a lot of free throws for Shocker, which is why I couldn't do it because every foul is two shots. So it stinks. Mm-hmm. So it's a three point game. Deontay splits the free throws. We get the inbounds. Paul Mermina turns up the sideline, gets fouled. All right. So three point game, 27 seconds left. Paul misses both. Massive. Mm-hmm. Keeping it a one-possession game. Deontay fouled again on the drive. So now Shocker's starting to attack. They're starting to figure out, like, all right, we're going to attack. We're going to get to the line, slow this down, and kind of come back here. He makes both. So massive free throws, cutting it to one. And that's when the inbounds comes in. I'm inbounding, comes back to me. And I thought Reggie was going to cut back sideline or even just come back to the ball. He doesn't, and I throw it away. And so now Shocker has the ball back down one. Reggie follows Mike on the drive. Mike makes the second free throw, so we're back in the tied game, 78 all. Reggie dribbling around, so we have the ball now, hoping to get the last shot of this yep. overtime. Maybe Reggie hits a shot, and now we win. This is where the tie-up happens, and they called a jump ball again instead of a foul with five seconds left. You can even see, it's funny, the camera work. The interns' faces can't believe it was a jump ball because if that's a foul, it's two shots for Reggie who just made yeah, two. Yeah. So you can tell by people's faces. I don't even have to be biased here of what they thought was going on. Um, Chris. Okay. So we're getting there. So now it's a jump ball with five seconds left in the tied game. Shocker's going to win it. They do. They don't even get a shot off here. Shocker said he had a timeout. Chris claims he was calling timeout. You can hear him saying that to you at the scorer's table and you turned to Stucky and we're like, I don't think he did, but that's okay. Yeah, I, so, I, I didn't hear one. I, I didn't hear one. <laughs> so Chris is over there yelling because they didn't get a shot off, and he knows that's his butt if, uh, you know, Mike wants to come over and be like, what the heck? It turned into a scramble, but now we're going to double overtime. Um, a crazy, crazy sequence of events to end that first overtime. No, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, man, this was – this might have been – the. I think this is the best Legacy League game we've ever had. I mean – you know, uh, it it's kind of one of those games where each possession means that much. You know, a lot of the times I feel like when I'm watching legacy games, sometimes it's like, oh, we got Scott's Tots and um, Nick Strong, and Nick Strong's up 20 or something. And it's just like, ah, this doesn't matter. But this was one of those games where, like, you could see every intern, everyone there, like, no one was on their phones. Like, the generation we are, <laughs> no one was on their phones. Everyone was in tune to the game watching. And also, I think my favorite part from all this is Connor arguing with Shocker City, and you can clearly hear how angry he is. I mean, that's gold right there. That's Legacy League gold. Yeah, and even <laughs> that shows, like, Shocker knew the trouble they were in because that's mm-hmm. what a lot of teams or a lot of athletes do. They try to find out reasons on why it's not going their way, and they kind of were choosing or even just arguing in general kind of shows that they know it's not really going their way. We get to double overtime, tied at 78. Again, the TMC lineup is stuck. Um, It is what it is. And so we get some back and forth action right away. Feldman gets a block, which is massive. Paul misses a shot. And then Deontay gets a dunk to make it 80 to 78. Reggie misses a three. Mike gets a layup. So now it's shocker by four. So talk about kind of the exact opposite happening in double overtime. It's now shocker city by four. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I get fouled on trying to dribble up the court. I make the second. So again, another free throw I'd love to have back, but with 54.5 seconds left, we're down three, 82-79. Deontay gets a miss, and then Reggie throws it up ahead to me on the wing in one of the best calls by Greg Horn ever. It's a great video. Um, I step into a three and hit it, which was awesome, to tie it at 82. We get the bang. But then what stinks is Mike Davis, the, the sneaky player he is, is not like all mad that it just happened. He's busy getting yeah. a dunk on the other end. So mm. right when we think we tied it, it's shocker back up by two, 84, 82. And then Reggie gets blocked, no call. So now they, you know, they're trying not to call fouls no matter what the heck's going on, which is very, very obvious. And that's going to favor shocker city, right? If the refs aren't going to be caught, I mean, they're letting it be physical, which is fine. It, it, just, favors, it just favors the bigger team. Yep. Um, we end up following Pratt. He splits the free throws to put Shocker up by three, 85-82 with 14 seconds left. A loose ball, since we're supposed to have the ball, gets tipped. Shocker gets it. Pratt takes a three. Very interesting. With Shocker City up three. Again, don't know where the coach is at this point. He misses. I get a rebound, a long rebound in the corner and call timeout to one of the plays Greg Horn calls one of the smartest plays he's ever seen. <laughs> So with two seconds left, we get to advance the ball. And uh, up next is a classic, classic. I even screenshotted the video, which shows Reggie took off behind the three-point line. But Tyler Feldman inbounds to Reggie on the, the near wing. He gets doubled. He knows there's two seconds left. He splits it and throws up a running one-footed three-pointer. That banks in, his time expires. I've never been so happy in my entire life, and it forces crazy triple overtime. No, yeah, that was that. I mean, I mean, that's that's what the great closures do. You know, there's there's Mike Davis, there's Reggie Stewart, <laughs> there's guys. Those are the guys that, in the end of the game, don't care if they're double or triple. You want them taking the shot, and players like that show up when the team needs them the most, whether it's. Mike on the bad boys or Reggie playing with four, three, four or three of his players, not even in the game and everyone in the arena, my mom, my whole extended family knows Reggie Stewart's getting the ball. He still goes and makes it happen. And that's kind of like, you know, he shows emotion and so showed his Mike, but they're so emotionless on the mm -hmm. court. It's kind of like you said, like after you hit that three, most players would like, you know, kind of react. I know Flint, love my Flint guys. A lot of them would react. <laughs> Mike and Reggie, they're down the court, like you said, Duncan, immediately after in a big game with 20 seconds left. And that's just kind of their mindset. And it just kind of shows how different they are than everyone else. Yeah, for sure. So now we're going to triple overtime. And again, I said this a lot in the Lob City um, Werewolves podcast. Like the longer this game goes, the more it favors Lob City just because they're the better team. Yeah. So if you give the better team more chances to win, they're eventually they're going eventually. to take advantage of that. Same thing goes here. The longer this game goes with myself, Tyler Feldman, you know, no offense to Paul Mermina, who played great, and obviously Reggie Stewart, yep. but that lineup, the longer that lineup has to try to play Shocker City even um, or win, the less likely it is they can actually pull off a win. So that first overtime was really our best, and it makes sense. First overtime, you're still a little fresher. You know, Shocker City is, is still shocked to be there. That turned out to be our best chance to even get to triple overtime and semi-lucky with the shot that Reggie had to hit. But in the third overtime, Reggie starts with a uh, missed three. Deontay gets a breakaway dunk because of the long rebound. 
and the lineups are still Pratt, Mike Davis, Deontay, and Greg. And like I talked about, myself, Feldman, Reggie, and Paul Mirmina. Reggie gets fouled after Deontay makes the layup. He splits the free throw, so it's shocker by one. Daniels throws it to Pratt after that missed second free throw, who gets a breakaway dunk to put Shocker up by three. You can just see they're starting to make those plays, and it's yep. starting to wear down TMC, who doesn't have the legs. Reggie gets tripped and makes both, so it's a one-point game with a minute two left. Shocker City leads 89-88. Pratt ends up getting a dunk, just driving in, getting a dunk. On the other end, Reggie tries to split the double team, and Mike steals it, so now it's Shocker City ball. Up three. Paul actually gets a steal as Mike Davis is trying to like use a screen and get semi-doubled. Paul gets a steal and then gets it up to me. Um, and I miss a three, but Paul gets a gets a putback with 29 seconds left to cut it to one. So 91-90. We end up following Deontay Washington. We kind of had a choice on who we wanted to follow, so basically not Mike. That's the that's yeah. the thinking. So we get it to Deontay. We fall. He splits. So we kind of get what we want. 92-90. Shocker City. Ball goes out of bounds. They don't know who it's off of. So it turns up being a jump ball, which, again, we just talked about how jump balls are just yes. give the ball to Shocker City. Yeah. So a huge, like, a, a huge call by the refs. But, you know, that's fair. Make it a jump ball. But in this game, it's – not really fair with the size mismatch. Um, Shocker wins the tip. No surprise. We end up having to follow Mike Davis, who misses the second free throw. 93-90. So now Reggie gets the ball. That three on the wing closest to the TMC bench, I, I played it back a couple times. Pratt might not have let him land. It was Pratt or Deontay. I'm not sure who was guarding him. But Reggie falls down looking for a foul. They don't call it. It's a, it's a good no call because there wasn't a ton of contact, but I, I don't yeah. know if he didn't let him land. Feldman gets the rebound and ends up kicking it out to me, and I had a really good look. Yep. Semi rushed it, um, and it's so funny that I rushed that one but didn't rush the three against David Armstrong the next year. Insane that I just was yep. like, yeah, hey, I'll take forever on this one. Rushed the three, missed it. Buzzer goes off, and, like, the game is finally over after, like, an hour and a half just of, like that. of chaos. Um that last sequence like sums up the fact that Feldman's getting a rebound in triple overtime, throwing it out to me for a three um, is crazy, but 93, 90 shocker city back-to-back champions. And uh, they definitely earned it. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a lot of takeaways that I had after the <laughs> game. I think that um, I wrote Reggie needed more help. He had you, Tyler, Paul, and you guys literally did all you could. Maybe even more. Maybe even more. You guys literally left everything you had out there. And I think, like we've said, it's a common theme of this game. Whatever happens has happened. I think it's just you got to appreciate the effort you guys put in and then also appreciate Shocker City just – all right. I need to say this. I think Deontay Washington took way too many shots that game. Yep. I think down this – I think down the stretch, he Mike and Pratt didn't shoot well. I think it was Mike, three for ten. Yeah, Mike needed to take more shots. Jason, I love you. You shot one for nine. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Jerry, love you too. Less con forever. Did you show up today? Like <laughs> I, I just I, I I I that team. I don't I don't know how they won a finals. I they I understand it because they're they're 
filthy, and they have Mike Davis. But, like, they just – you know who they are? They're like the bad boy Yankees. They, they just mm-hmm. – they don't fit, but they got it done. And I just – it's such a weird game. All my hats off to them. They did something that my Flint Tropics are going to try to do, and maybe we won't. We're definitely going to, but maybe we won't. And I think that I it's it's just – it's – Hats off to the guys on Shocker City because obviously I didn't I didn't have them picked and you know obviously because other reasons I'm their number one enemy but again hats off to them they played very physical this game they showed up when they needed to they hit free throws but I mean what an effort from both sides and I think this is the game to get someone into legacy leagues you would show them mm-hmm. because this is an NBA playoff type game yeah it had that atmosphere and I know I'm biased but. I don't know if we talked enough about Davon Pratt, finals MVP, 29 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, six steals. So, you know, MV Pratt, he was huge uh, in that game, only hitting three threes, three for 11, but only five for them, right? Mike and uh, Pratt, I think only hit five threes. Come on. Yeah. Five or six. And Mike Davis had 19 points, um, four rebounds, five assists, four steals. So, you know, those two really carrying the load with Greg Daniels and Danny Lopez, you know, with 14 and 10 respectively. But again, that team, um, we're going to get to some of the superlatives in a second. And, and this is kind of a really good way to go over the game more. But those two, you know, came up when their team and showed up when their team needed it. Yep. Um, that is for sure. All right, Greg, most rewatchable sequence or play? So my two nominees is the Reggie Bank three. Mm-hmm. which is just still like pandemonium after it goes in. Um, I'm biased again, so that's why it's rewatchable for me. That's why you got me here. That's right. And then the entire first overtime, I think, is super rewatchable. I mean, I guess you could say the second overtime as well, but there wasn't as much going on Yeah. in the second overtime. kind of happened a little more quickly, I think, as well. The first overtime was insane basketball and and fouls both ways and free throws deciding things but the first overtime because tmc was up by four at two different points and the reggie bank three um were super rewatchable for me all right so i had i tried to go not mainstream Uh i had two i had one for tmc one for shocker one clip for shocker i think it was in the fourth where they literally deontay gets a rebound throws it a full court to Mike. Mike jumps up, grabs it, and throws an alley-oop. And that reminded me of the Miami Heat. That was – like, they didn't dribble. They just – that was handball. And then I want us to take a moment to talk about Eric Singleton and the defense he played in this game. We talk about Reggie's three. We talk about Cody, who is most underrated player in the league. I've been on this train for a while, Captain America. But Eric played defense on Jerry Washington. Jerry Washington's a champion, yeah. a first-team legacy league guy twice or maybe I know once for the chasers and he locks Jerry down on this play leads to a steal then he throws a full court pass to Reggie Reggie does a few dribbles back to Eric for the alley-oop and I don't know if it's I just missed basketball but I think that play just kind of shows Eric Singleton you're ne- I don't know if he'll ever win an MVP I don't know if he's ever going to be considered the best one of the best legacy league players or like the top five He'll def- he's definitely top 20 or 15, no doubt. But he's just so underappreciated in the way in this finals he went out there and he's not he, – look, he's one of the better dunkers we have in this league. But it's not – like that's not what he does when he plays on the court. He has the – I have a funky-looking shot. He has a funky-looking <laughs> shot. 
but he yeah. makes it. He's clutch. He has ice mm-hmm. in those veins. And I think that – I don't know if it's nostalgia. I just – I loved Eric Singleton's performance in this game. Yeah, and Eric hitting that three, I believe, the season of four to the season before to send the rim breakers home. Yep. Um, Huge. He's clutch. He's – t- people – He's clutch. People need to sleep on him. It was crazy. Um, we're going to skip ahead to best unintentional comedy moment because I have something queued up. Let me, can, let me know if you can hear. You can hear, right? Yeah. Even your brother said that's a foul, bro. Hey, how we feeling? I know, Jerry. How we feeling? I feel like the rest are finger-fucking us right now, so fuck that. Fuck this interview. Oh, my God. So, the one and only. So uh, hopefully you guys could hear that. Eric Langston, <laughs> that was after, you know, um, I, I just immediately started dying. I forgot that happened. I, I was there, so I didn't, like, watch the game back. Um, I wasn't near him when that happened. I was dying. Um, that just so funny. And that, but that's, like, what was going on. That's, like, literally the mood, especially after the third and fourth quarter of Eric, like, running his mouth, like, we got this, like, yep. you guys stink, like, whatever. All that talking. stuff he says. Yep. For him to then know, I mean, he, he knew what he was doing on oh, Facebook, which is super funny, but that was one of the uh, funniest moments um, that I had. I also like the Meyer shout out, just random, <laughs> you know, panning of Meyer and all those interns. What a, what a good bunch. Um, Joe Cat made a Facebook comment during this game because I, I would turn on real time comments. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to, like, let's do it, right? Get the full experience. And, mm-hmm. Joe Cat comments in, hey, Stucky, don't forget to start the clock. <laughs> <laughs> just mid-game randomly. Never forget. Um, which, which is just awesome. What, uh, what unintentional – well, some of them are intentional comedy moments, but what comedy moments did you have watching it back? I just I – I brought this up. I, could, I was dying when Connor was arguing with Shocker about oh. the score. And Connor gets so – for those of you who don't know Connor, great guy, great guy, very nice. But when he gets mad, he gets so mad so fast. And you can just hear him, I didn't get the fucking score wrong. No, <laughs> fuck dude, these guys. Like, they're fucking – it's like – I was dying laughing at that because it's like you said, like, Shocker's worrying about all these other things. You know, they're getting angry. Right. And, uh, I just – it's it, it was unintentional because it wasn't on the game and it was just on the Facebook Live, at, like, at the end of the third quarter. Oh, it was awesome. Yep. Yep. So funny. Um, what's age the best though? I mean, I'm sure you have a couple, but you on the, the, the mic, just yelling captain America, whenever you could, I thought <laughs> aged very, very well. Um, the Mike Breen bang. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah. What stuff aged the best for you? Uh, for me, it was, uh, Cody DiLeonardo and Paul's performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to give an honorable shout out to Greg Daniels. I, I just think he's kind of a, Everyone needs that rock guy. Like he's not, he's just not too much. And but that's, Cody, that's Cody too. Yeah, exactly. Cody, Greg, exactly. exactly. And it's, that's what they, they kind of just bring. And it's a, and Paul too, his performance. I know he had a few turnovers, but I mean, everyone did that game. I mean, mm-hmm. that game was insane. And I just think that if you watch that game back, you can just see their performances and just see like, damn, in the midst of all these stars, those guys stood out. For sure. Paul had some huge, huge shots that kept us in it in the first half. And, and, made some plays too in the second half what's aged the worst now i don't know if this was happening for you but the game was so blurry like technology has aged the worst i don't know what phone ryan (laughs) was using but it was just blurry at some points i'm like is it my computer is it my internet is it the wi-fi phone i'm trying to like is it i'm watching on the computer if i watch it on my phone will it be clearer 
I was like, I saved this video because I have it on my, on my storage unit. I'm like, wait, if I viewed the saved one, will it be clear? No, it's blurry everywhere. There are parts of the game where it looks like it's 1983 uh, and we are not sure who is who, um, but we made it through. Thank God the fourth quarter for the most part and overtimes are pretty clear for whatever happened. But yeah, that's what aged the worst for me. <laughs> uh, what aged the worst for me? You know, I've been going back and forth about this. Um, <sighs> But I want to say that what aged the worst is the roster Shocker City put together. I think yeah. that if I showed – the beginning of the season, if we played the pod back, when I go through the breakdowns, I mean, all, all the interns, what they've said, what they've written, I bet you if you made a huge compilation of everything, like that Shocker City team, you could argue was the best put-together Legacy League team like just player wise, right? Talent ever, ever talent wise, and just looking back, it's just like I'd rather have the Shocker City team before that had that had guys that just kind of fit the mold better. And yep. you know, again, not taking anything away. Credit to Shocker City; they came away with the ring. Which is looking, just looking back. I don't know. I don't know what it was. That just that that's not the best Shocker City team for me. Yeah. Yeah, the one I think I like their team better that they had the next season. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. Just fit wise. Yep. Um, all right, so I don't even have anything for this, but the greatest what if or sliding doors moment. So, for example, I mentioned this on the other podcast, but one example for talking NBA would be what if James Harden never got traded? Yeah. Right? And the Thunder win the finals that year. Yep. I mean, those are two separate, but if those things happen, then maybe Kevin Durant doesn't leave or he goes to the Celtics instead, or LeBron loses two finals in a row and it impacts the Miami Heat. Like, who knows? Um, so, did you have a sliding doors moment? Yeah. All right. What is it? What if the Chasers played and oh. Jerry and Deontay didn't join Shocker City? Well, the Chasers were in it. Yeah, but it, they what stayed. What if they were you know? on? Yeah. So, it would have been those two, Dom because Langston. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to pull up their um, – and I think the Rim Breakers were in it that year. We had Flynn. Actually, that might have been yep. before the Rim Breakers. No, the, the, the Rim Breakers lost to sports. Look they were there. The, no, see that? In the quarters. Let's see how fast my Wi-Fi is. I also had, um, what if Mike or Reggie had one of those classic days where they were just hot? Yeah. Because I it think was, that wins the game for either team. Yep. It would have been Dom Langston, the Washington brothers, David Armstrong, Seabrook, and Jamal <laughs> Jones. Like, that's a pretty that's good a team. team. That's a team. That's a, that's a big what if. I mean, uh, that is for sure. Best heat check. And I do want to name this after somebody. I got one. The Howie okay, Miller heat check. I like it. All right. Howie Miller heat check. There it is. We just named an award. Shout out Howie, Howie Miller. Um, yeah. Former run TMC member as well. Um, I had just Reggie in the fourth quarter. Um, of that that stretch i mean i guess it's reggie and eric for what they were doing in that fourth quarter when tmc was continuing that run from the third quarter and trying to put shocker city away um that would be my my best heat check yeah i I had eric singleton same quarter (laughs) he he was four for seven from three he's like like i said everyone no one ever taught everyone talks about his dunking ability he can hit the three-point shot and people have to people need to respect it when you play him because he hits it for sure. Um, let's skip one really quick because okay. I want to get a Facebook comment ready. But 
best half-baked big picture take. So like a take that you're thinking of right now that you really didn't put a lot of thought into. It's half-baked. It's still, you know, cake's not fully baked yet, but, but, you know, is a, is a big picture take. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, it might be bold. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Winning this finals hurt Shocker City more than it helped them. Ooh, why so? Well, they, they haven't won since. <laughs> okay. And I think that Chris is going to kill me over this, but mm-hmm. I think that they just – when they won that first finals, they, they just – they had something about their – even when Chris had those bad boy teams or the teams with – are the teams when mm-hmm. I played – there was always like the like they wanted it, and I these past two seasons like outside of the game when Jason and them were yelling at me, literally yelling at me on the court. That's when I saw it. But it's just, I mean, maybe it's because Mike wasn't there last season, which definitely is a thing because he's a tone setter. But I, sure. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Obviously, winning a finals is a finals, but I think winning it maybe kind of put a little thought to them, like. Uh, maybe we can just skate by a little bit. Like, I mean, we just had a close call where maybe we should have lost and we didn't lose. And I, I don't know if it changed their mindset a little bit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, well, Chris is going to kill us both um, yes. after this one. My, my best half-baked big picture take is, did Shocker have too much talent? And, we, and you kind of stole it from me. Yes. But I think that, I, I mean, the answer like, could be yes, but it's a weird question to ask when you're trying to put together a basketball team. Um, it's like chefs in the kitchen. Right. Too many chefs in the kitchen. Um, the greatest, the Chris Rodzinski award for greatest coaching fuck up um, has to go to Chris Rodzinski. It's his award. Uh, not calling a timeout at the end of the first overtime and they didn't get a shot off. Uh, benching Jason Hernandez probably um, because we had Facebook comments come in when I shared this game on Facebook recently. Jason Hernandez himself saying this game was trash, I quote, because Chris Rudzinski, and he tagged him, benched me for himself. Chris said, I played a minute and a half. And Jason goes, then Chris still kept me benched for your favorite boyfriends. So that happened on Facebook. Chris then goes, yeah, I'm being petty today. It's all Legacy League's fault for sharing the championship game. And that was after he tweeted a picture of the new team logo for Shocker City, which was Chris Rudzinski missing a dunk. Um, on Twitter. So all of those things have been liked by the legacy leagues and uh, I'm always down to reshare them, but it's only fitting during the Chris Rudzinski award that it goes to Chris Rudzinski when you have the chance. Greg, any other uh, great coaching fuck ups? I mean, there was, there were a few, but I just, in the end, I couldn't find one that stood out to me. The Jason one, I want to say, but then Jason kind of like, didn't play very well. Uh-huh. And he also, I, I'll never forget, immediately Jason goes into the game and I go, he's shooting. And he just immediately shoots three. And it's just, I love Jason. I remember the first time he came to the league, he's passing and I, I don't know what it is. He, he, again, me and him have a. But I guess I'll say greatest coaching fuck up was my guys, the Flint Tropics, you know? Mm. Blowing, blow, blowing it, and not taking advantage when we got lakes and thrown out. That's true. And then what happens? 
but they made up for it next year. But still, I'll never forget that. You know, I just, I, I got, I got to be fair, and I'm going to say that they did make up for it. Um, I think this one should be pretty quick. The best chemistry or bench guy um, for me, I think that that is Eric Langston. I think, Ooh, okay. as far as a bench guy, he's a really, really enthusiastic over there yep. for TMC. No, yeah, he sets the tone. He's him and his brother. They're very good at that. They kind of keep you focused, but they also kind of keep it funny and fresh. And they just they make the game fun and entertaining, and they get you. They kind of make it a mindset where it's us against the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that pick, um, but I actually am going to go with. Greg Daniels and I Ooh. again I brought it up before I just think he's someone that I mean he's a pastor he's literally a pastor he he's he's pretty level-headed he, he hits his free throw like every free throw he made he's kind of a bigger guy in this league he goes one of two at least each time that's kind of where I set the bar in this league and I just think Greg Daniels brought kind of a calming force just like Mike kind of does where they're not loud not, not anything and Eric's the type of loud where it's beneficial and it's drives your team i think greg's the kind of quiet that kind of helps shocker in like all right guys let's settle down can you hear me again yeah all right cool i'm getting some feedback but that's okay um we have a new award okay the did you get off the bus award yeah and it's very important you say it properly um so basically this goes out to someone and it's not really the best award to win but that's okay where you're watching the game Somebody checks in or like takes a shot and you're like, Oh my God, you did get off. You, you are in this game. You, 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 you got off the bus today. Thank God. I was nervous. I was nervous. You got walked on the bus before the game and didn't make an impact. Um, I, I'm going to have to go Jason. I think it stinks and I know he's had better games and he's going to torch me for it. And that's okay. Um, he's one of those people that would come in and it's like, he hit a shot at one point in the game that was huge when they were trying to kind of like scape off yep. the TMC running yep. the third, but um, that whole first quarter, you're like, did he play in this game? <laughs> are, are we sure? Who do you got? No, I like the Jason. And the J- I think the Jason one is because we know how good he is. That's mm-hmm. why he gets it. And someone else is not going to win that because they're not as talented as he. Uh, but I got, I got, um, I got, got to do Jerry Washington. Um, just because I know how good, I know how good Jerry is. I, I mean, Jerry knows this. Jerry and Deontay literally ran through the league as the Chasers. They came in and they dominated. Those guys were monsters. And, again, I don't think it's his fault, per se. I think it was just one of those things where it's kind of like a kitchen. You need a head chef, you need a sous chef, you need your pastry guy, you need your steak Uh guy. You need to have certain roles, and roles work in certain ways. And I I know everyone's going to kill me. I'm bringing up Flynn. But it's kind of the same thing with Flynn, our TMC, where not everyone's Mike Davis. And you kind of have your right role. And I just think that, you know, rewatching this game, it's just so weird to see Shocker City, this team. They pulled it off. And I guess it goes show how talented and great they were. So weird. So weird. That is correct. Um, let's do – I don't even have one for this. This would be all you. The hottest retroactive take you wish you had in the moment. So you were there. So this works. So we were both there. What take – Looking back, do you wish you had in the moment? Thought a lot about this. Okay. And the easy one would be talking about like, oh, too many chefs in the kitchen, but no, because that's too easy. Um, I think the biggest take I had looking back is that I remember on the podcast uh, before the game, 
I didn't obviously didn't want Shocker City to win, but I believe I picked Shocker City. <laughs> and I dismissed TMC. And looking back, I mean, just huge mistake. They proved me wrong, and they just showed that, you know, the greatest teams in when adversity hits, they push through and they thrive. Like a team like the Patriots, you know, a team like the LeBron and Kyrie and the Cavs, the Kobe team and MJ team, whatever sport you want to bring up, the Eagles when they beat the Patriots. You know, it's when adversity hits, what do you have to really throw at it? And I think I underestimated you guys. Yeah. Um crazy i think a lot of people did and that's an easy yep. take to have going back but yeah yep um wasn't looking good going into that game and probably up until halftime that's for sure <laughs> apex mountain so this is like who who in the game or involved in this game was this the best point of their career and obviously a lot of these players are still playing or that can change if you know tmc wins a championship next year then obviously that's their apex right but as of right now april 15th 2020 um, I would say this is Pratt's apex. I think in the legacy leagues anyway, this was uh, his best season. He won, yeah. M- he won MVP of the regular season, I'm pretty sure, and of the finals. I know that for sure. Um, he was playing very well all season, like really trying to win MVP. Yep. Um, hitting a ton of shots and, and doing what he does. Uh, he had a better think, season than Mike. Right, which is says a lot um, for what he did that season. I think – to this point, that was TMC's apex. I mean, that's the closest that they've ever come to winning it. Um, that's for sure. Uh, Over time. And, and um, yeah. Who do you have? Uh, I got Tyler Feldman. I <laughs> okay. think, I mean, that, like, <laughs> if you told Tyler th- three months before that, start of the season, Tyler, you're going to play big minutes in the championship championship in overtime double overtime and triple overtime and you're going to get blocks or make big stops he would have like slapped you across his face and been like shut up and i just think i don't think tyler's ever gonna top that he tyler came in and proved that he belongs at least in this league and that when worse when push comes to shove like just like you said joey just go into the hoop and just make your presence known and he did it yeah, and Shocker beat us twice in the finals. I just had to look it up. Twice in a row in the finals uh, to win their title. So um, definitely TMC's apex with how close they came. Maybe um, Yeah, I know. Oh, and then they got us in overtime of the semis, and that shouldn't have happened. It stinks. It's a very painful day for, for this way. Run TMC. Um, probably unanswerable questions. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. It could be funny, serious, whatever. What question do you have that you probably can't answer, but you still have to ask it? I struggled with this. Okay. But I had a question where what the game – Shocker won 93-90, right? Mm-hmm. What if that shot you took went in? And then you have two game tying, huge <laughs> shot, and we're in quadruple overtime. I just think like this game was perfect, but if that happened, oh my! Our oh. Reggie shot went in. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Um, my more funny unanswerable question <laughs> is: Was Stucky under the influence? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Probably can never know that. It's we'll probably know. unanswerable. But know. you know, um, we're the in- who knows? We're the interns. We don't know. We don't know. We'll never know. Um, I forgot my <laughs> name. Oh, what if Eric Langston plays? 
Yeah, I have that written down too. I mean, you can't answer it. And, and he, he, he played in zero matchups against Shocker City all season. Yep. But that would have been a very different game had he played. What if Shocker City uh, – what if the Flint Tropics are in the finals? Uh, then we take it home a dub. <laughs> that one's that's answerable. That's what would happen. That one, that that's one's very a, that's answerable. That's answerable. <laughs> that's funny. There you go. Um, Greg, any, uh, any last thoughts? I mean, triple overtime, it's um, tied for the most overtimes we've seen in any game the most overtimes we've seen in a finals game. That's for sure. Um, what final thoughts from, from a great, great um, championship game? I just want to give, uh, you know, I give Shocker a lot of slack. Give TMC, obviously, a lot of slack. But I just want to say I respect both of these teams. Obviously, I ride Flint uh, and Dujay up in Rhode Island, a great league in Rhode Island, obviously, by the way. Uh, but I just want to show I respect – just TMC and Shocker are kind of models of what you want to be if you're joining the legacy leagues. You know, there's guys, obviously you have like team like Redemption with Eddie and those guys. So you've had teams come through like No Limit or the Rim Breakers. But Shocker and TMC, whether it's winning championships, which Shocker has, or unfortunately TMC falling short these times, they're always in it. They're always competitive. There's been times when Joey's team is five and four and makes a run. And there's been times when Joey's the two seed and makes a run. So it's, I just think that, for all I talk, all the players on those teams are way better than me at basketball. And they are a model of consistency that every team should really root for and kind of look to mirror. Because if you want success in this league, you're going to have to do things that TMC and Shocker do. Yeah, and I think Shocker learned this season that it's not about getting just the best people together, mm-hmm. which is something that like every team has their – like. Their, their flow, their, yep. their um, path that kind of every team goes through. They come in the league, they realize, oh, crap, we have to get better. And then they try to get the best people they can yep. without kind of realizing that that's cool, but you actually need the best people that fit together yep. rather than just the best people you can possibly get. So every team goes like, you know, all right, we're entering the league. And then they kind of go up, they take a little step back, and then they try to hit their, their apex yep. like we talked about. And um, – yeah, I mean, this game, reliving this game. Best was, game ever. Was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. Um, unbelievable moments. And um, from the, oh, shit, I'm guarding Mike Davis in the finals uh, <laughs> moment to then hitting that three. And, and my view on the Reggie Bank shot, like I screenshotted the video where you can clearly see he took off behind the line. Yeah. But um, my view the whole time, like I, I knew he was behind the line. So it was just on the refs to get it right. Um, I was looking the other direction of the camera. So I was looking from the bench because I was on the other wing, like going away from the ball. Um, and like, that is just insane. That, that view, like I can remember like watching it happen crazy. Um, yeah. So close. So yeah. close. Oh. Hey, the chance, always a chance for revenge. Always. That's right. Yeah, especially after this past season where Shaka's got us. Shocker got us in the semifinals. Yeah, but then they got got, so it's okay. <laughs> they got got. Thanks, Flint. There you go. Um, Greg, appreciate it. <laughs> yep. We have a, uh, another fun season coming up this summer. Um, hopefully it gets to happen. Again, I'm doing it, you know, in any form. If we get four games in playoffs, that's still cool with me. Um, you know, July and August only. Like, who knows what the future holds, but – there will be more legacy leagues action coming, more stuff to break down. And, um, you know, having you on the weekly rebound is awesome. And having you on this one um, was a lot of fun. No, yeah. I'm, 
Glad to be here. I love, I love, I mean, you know me, I love going over old teams and stuff. So that I, I love doing this. And uh, I can't wait to get tagged and tweeted at and posted on Facebook about how I'm wrong. Thank you. Flint Nation. Yeah, let's start some conversation. We're all bored. So, <laughs> Doug Horn, I'm Joey Zacco. This was the Rewatchables episode two. Run TMC in Shocker City. The triple overtime finals game that definitely was an instant classic. Um, you know, stay tuned for more podcasts and thanks for watching.